0: Life has its ups and downs. Our guests will share their story and their journey through life. They'll share the struggles they hit and how they pivot in a way to come out stronger and better than before. Growing up, we are taught there is one way of life that essentially creates our life's checkmark. You have a choice to go in any direction you desire. As you listen to our guest, you're encouraged to look at your life and the checkmark you created in your mind and readjust if needed. After listening to some of the incredible stories told, this is the Life's Checkmark Podcast, and I'm your host, John Emery. Before we get to this episode, I wanted to share with you to check out Facebook group Life's Checkmark, and there you can find some events that are coming up uh, and some that we've had in the past. Like we had a workshop for creating a vision board, and this month we have somebody coming on to give us breathing techniques about dealing with stress. And we're looking to have so much more come in that group later on in the next few months. So check out Facebook group, Life's Checkmark, and the link is in the show notes. Hi, Andrew. It's great to have you on. Um, it's what, It's been about a month or so since we met each other. Um, so a little backstory, me and Andrea met at the PodFest. Uh, it's an event where a bunch of pod, podcasters go and they learn new things, they you know, discuss things with other podcasters. And uh, I had the chance to sit down next to Andrea and we had a conversation and we were able to connect a few times throughout the event. Um, So I asked her to come on and she would like to share her journey along the way from where she was and where she is now. Uh, So Andrea, with that being said, would you mind just sharing with everybody what exactly you are doing right now?
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. First of all, thank you, John, for inviting me on uh, and holding space for this conversation. Um, Yeah, right now, like today, this moment in time, I basically, my life is very beautiful and relaxed. Uh, I work with people Uh, around their anxiety around overwhelm and stress and waking up to themselves finding their inner peace Uh, I do that in a bunch of different ways I'm also a writer so I'm actually right now in the middle of finishing the manuscript for my next book um, called The Calm Way and and that's really uh, it it's like got me giddy actually it's it's not it's something I didn't see coming. It wasn't planned. And it's kind of like uh, a real gift to me, uh first and foremost. So, but yeah, um other than that, I'm hanging with my, with my family and my, my puppy who needs to be run 90 minutes a day to play ball. And so life's, life's pretty
0: good. <laughs> of course. I know. Um So you're, you got, you're writing another book now. I, I think you had a bunch of them that you already did right yeah yeah are are they all kind of like the same
1: no I've actually written a lot of things in virtually every (laughs) I did about five or six fiction novels and novellas and then I've done quite a few on um, really like everything I write is comes out of my experience and then how it empowered me I share those tools to empower others a lot of it is reflection, uh, contemplations, bringing people into, um, you know, asking good questions, so that you can shift your story uh, and become a really conscious creator of your life. But, um, but yeah, one book was specifically around the anxiety when I, when I was able to solve the mystery of that, and um, and the rest are just a lot of i write i love journaling i'm i've been journaling since i was 12 and i'm 50 now so uh everything i do tends to have a meditation and a journaling context to it or a contemplation um so yeah so that's kind of it but
0: um so uh, let's get let's start with the journaling part what yeah. what have you seen that changed through your life by Journaling through all those years.
1: Yeah, um, I will say too. I am a daily journaler. I uh, pretty much you know, six days out of seven since I was twelve, <laughs> and I'm 50 now, so it's <laughs> a lot of notebooks. A lot. Yeah. What um, you know, when I was young, it was probably more just your typical dear diary kind of. But getting to know myself, having a safe place to to meet myself and sort things out. Um, I've learned that a person can go overboard with it when you're like me, where you end up, um, just like overthinking you can over journal. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but, uh, I would say that for me really having that place where I start my day, sometimes I end my day with it, but mostly it's a morning, uh, process of in the mornings I get up very early and it's really my sacred place. Like it's just the calmest part of my day. It's quiet. And I really feel like I am in a, a place in my heart that I'm maybe not in the rest of the day. And, you know, when I was going through life situations or I was going through work situations or, um, you know, figuring out how to run a business I've noticed it change over the years. And so at one point it went from being my deepest thoughts to, um, a, a running task list, you know, and that was not helpful. So now I've actually come back into a place of honoring it more as a place for me to write down, uh, I don't know, just like, like what's on my heart. and. If I have questions, I really love to ask questions because a lot of times I get maybe stuck in a loop around something Mm -hmm. and you can write about it. Just like you can do talk therapy, you can talk about it, but if you don't come at it with a different question, so I sometimes throw myself different questions. to, And that's where it's really helpful when you want to use it as a place to sort of get to a different get to a different result. Um, I don't know. It's been a lot of things. It's like the love of my life, quite honestly. So that changes over time.
0: Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm curious because I haven't really dove into journaling. I've tried here and there and fell off. Right. And I feel like a lot of people do that. Yeah. Um. And with you doing it for so many years and you have a great track record of doing it that's, that's why I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm also is there a reason why maybe I know you said the morning uh was a peace time for you, but is are you are you maybe thinking of something from the day before that you're writing about um and would you think others do the same thing?
1: um uh, so sometimes I'm reflecting you know, on whatever's going on in my life a lot of times because of who I am and the way I walk through the world. Um, Mm -hmm. my whole life has kind of been a quest to really know myself better and to understand the way the world works and the way um, people are. So I spend a lot of time reflecting on that. Um, what I find most people I've done a lot of over the years, I would host transformational journaling or creative writing kind of groups. And most people, they, come at it when uh when their life when they're kind of at a big turning point in life and it's really helpful for a season and that's beautiful you know I've actually met hardly anybody like me my cousin is the other one who like we both have stacks and stacks you know (laughs) um it's a it's a genetic thing (laughs) but um but most people come to it for a season, whether that's a few weeks, a few months, and they're going through and they really need to meet themselves. Um, and to have a place where they can just brain dump, download heart release onto the page. Um, it's also fantastic. Like if you're I don't believe anybody is not creative. We are creators, right? And so if you want to play with yourself and get to know, you can just be loosey-goosey on the page, you know, have some fun. Um, there's only you and and the words, you know. I write in notebooks. A lot of people like to dictate notes to themselves on their phone or they write on their, you know, laptop or whatever. Um, there's no there's no wrong way to meet yourself on the page. That's why a lot of times I write books of the questions that I've found most helpful for myself. A lot of my books are those kinds of questions so people can pick it up when they don't know where to start. So like my book, "Livelihood," right? That was me preparing to leave my job. And I had to look at all the things around work around time, money, all of those things to get to, to clear out, to clear out whatever debris was in my way from me making that step. And mm-hmm. so, so yeah, it was, um, that's, there's no, there's no wrong way to come at it. And there's no, the people who never ever do I want to hear again, oh, I know I should. I should journal, I should meditate. No, you come to it when it's your right time. And it's a super valuable tool because there's no point in feeling bad about it if you aren't into it. That's fine. Find another tool that works for you.
0: Yeah. And that time, what time would that be? I
1: mean, what do you say? Same what, t-
0: what time would that be that you think people fall into this and start journaling and, and taking um, action? So.
1: Most of the people, like when I would have groups of people who who came and we'd do it weekly um most of them were going through a, a relationship change a job change uh, any kind of big change you know sometimes they were young and they just were they didn't have anywhere else anybody to listen you know and and they didn't they were confused that's a great time it's a great time um, versus keeping it up in your head and in your heart, empty it out. A lot of times, just getting it down, seeing it, acknowledging it, and you can let it go. You know, or you can see what it is you actually think. Uh, oftentimes, I won't even know <laughs> for sure. Like, I, because I've been doing so, it's kind of like my hands are like a they're. It's hard for me to process information because it's such a habit um without writing through it that's probably more extreme than than most folks but but yeah i my most like uh treasured memories of i remember this this um meditation retreat that i was one of the co-hosts of and you know we were doing some other things besides um meditation and i got people to write who'd never written and and then you share that's when it's fun it's fun in a group when you share because you're it's like you surprise yourself you find something in yourself
0: so so that. the people are sharing what's in their journals Is...
1: this would be more like if it was a say a, a reflect a question to reflect on and then you find out you're not a weirdo you know yeah. and even if you are great <laughs>
0: In that you're not really alone yeah. that you're not
1: alone, um yeah. you know, but yeah, they're probably not sharing every bit that's more of a focused writing exercise, so okay.
0: yeah, all right, and so besides journaling, and I know you mentioned meditation, is there something else that you would consider people to try to open up their thoughts and questions and stuff?
1: um, I find it. It sounds kind of funny, but mm-hmm. literally talking to yourself, you know, ask yourself questions and, you know, and answer them. <laughs> um, That's, I think that anything that you feel curious about exploring to get to know yourself better is the right thing for you. Um, For some people, it's going deep into um, into, uh, an art or a craft or learning something, you know, whatever it is that takes you to a new part of you, a new facet you haven't explored, because when you're stuck, the only way to get unstuck is to take one small step towards yourself in some new way. You there, I don't know any other way to do it. Um, so anything you do to loosen loosen up the the knot.
0: <laughs> yeah. So everybody has their own ways of making things work for them. Um, so you you went through a period of anxiety, and you help people with that. Would yeah. Would you mind just sharing with our listeners what you experienced?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I had I had been. I think I'd always been a little prone to being anxious, but not like full blown anxiety. I was just kind of, I wouldn't say I was a nervous person. I just had this inner tightness. Um, You know, I was a big partier too. I wasn't taking very good care of myself. That didn't help. Um, But even though I'd been meditating for probably like five years at that point and had a pretty detailed or like, extensive series of different practices i there was something missing there was a disconnect between my body and my mind and i was i mean really what it came out of was a work situation you know i had a lot of um self-doubt you know i had i think I mean, worthiness issues in terms of not like my own self-worth, but in terms of if I lost that job, you know, who else was going to hire me at, you know, at the amount of money I made and just a lot of those very common concerns, but it got really tangled up in me. And I had a, a, we, you know, at the time um, I had a lot of debt, you know, I wasn't living in my means. So it just, everything felt really scary and um and so this went on for about two and a half years and it was daily it was waking up at you know with night panic night, nightly panic attacks i had this pain right at the sternum that you know, i just i couldn't catch a breath um it was it was miserable and it was really self-inflicted and so um I kept trying to, like, I thought, oh, if I could just, like, if I could meditate better, or if I could do anything better, I, I just couldn't seem to find my way out of it. And, and then I realized one night, it wasn't even, like, realized, like, I wasn't thinking about it. I woke up in this terrible panic attack. This was pretty much, like, three or four nights a week. And... And all of a sudden, all the things that I'd been doing came together. I understood where that I was. There was a disconnect. Um, I was really I, now. I have a different way of explaining it, but I realized that I was really somehow disconnected from my body. And so, like the the pain in my chest for two and a half years, and the storyline in my head um, they had become one thing, right. They had, it was just like this hurt, this hurt. I was a mess. And what I saw in that moment, like between the time I I got up out of bed, I went to the bathroom and I went back. And when I got back, I knew how to sit down in my bed in the dark and meet my body. Actually, for the first time, separate from my mind um, and I keep pointing to my head, but uh, it's the heart mind, it's the whole thing. it's it the heart mind, is the big mind, the the little, you know computer here, the processor and with our stinking thinking is what I call it, where we get stuck in those loops mm. um. This hurting, it may have come because of my stinking thinking. It may have come from the loops I was in, but I started to treat it separately. I was like, okay, I have this pain in my chest. All right. Well, what is that? That's a, there's no story to that. It's just a muscle. It's a sore muscle. Okay. What do I know about sore muscles? You know? And so I started to like, like send it a little, like imagining it, relaxing, rubbing it intentionally like spending time with it. I I had some other practices where like I could send compassion to it but also like I just started exploring all these ways to relax the body instead of worrying about relaxing my busy 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 mind um, and when I started to really work with the body that it I broke the connection between it and the storyline And once I got this feeling better, the story just dropped away. You know, it was kind of a chicken and egg situation, but yeah. And, um, and that was really it really recognizing that I could notice that I could put my attention and my love on my body and treat it differently. And I started like figuring out, oh, maybe I shouldn't be adding, you know, a 12-pack of beer, you know, every week and a couple bottles of wine and smoking pot, you know, that's probably not helping, right? And, um, and then I learned to eat a little better, you know, and I, I started paying attention. And as I gave my body more notice and more affection, um, I was able to get just enough of a break to start to see the sort of the the loop and look for an off ramp. Right. So then I started doing some different things and uh, sending a lot of compassion to myself. Um like really compassion practices. Uh, I say practices, right? That can be as simple as just sending yourself a smile. Right. It doesn't practice is, just a th- whatever we do to like make a new connection. Now we'd probably talk about making new neural pathways, you know, and that's basically what I was doing. I was creating a different outcome. Um, so yeah, I, hey,
0: I, 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 I like how you explained that with a disconnect from the body and the mind, I, I'll call it a mind. I, I know you use processor, um, but, and I could see that, the story going on in your head, your anxiety is causing your body problems. Right. And you have pain and feelings that you should
1: are up to your ears. And yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. Your muscles are aching and stuff. I'm sure. And, uh, the way you explained how you went about it, I could see that being a reversal and your body saying different. And then your brain is shutting off that signal. So, yeah, it was great for how you explained that. Um, So besides, you know, that one night or whatever, what, what did you kind of do to carry out that? And then it kept going through all the years that you were able to break free from your anxiety.
1: Yeah. So it was, it was like about two and a half years. I remember it was about, it was in it was in February of whatever year that was like, time is a blur to me at this point. (laughs) I feel like it's been eight. Or nine years i think it was like 2014 um when when i finally got a handle on it maybe it was 2015 um but so pretty much once that night happened and i had that like that realization it took about two and a half months for it to really really be done and i just kept meeting myself every day like that like getting to know my body, giving it more love, more compassion, giving my mind love, seeing that's where journaling, right? I was able to like start asking different questions to take myself out of it, um, to look at things. I I didn't put it in the book I wrote about it, um, but I played this game called worst case scenario and I'm like, okay, worst case scenario uh i lose my job okay then what okay well, n- nobody hires me okay then what uh i lose my house okay then what right like and, and at the end i was like i was i was penniless i was on my sh- on the streets i don't know where my wife was apparently she nobody in the whole world apparently loved me at this you know this is I w- i went all the way and i'm like well I always wanted to be a monk. So I'm I'm, I'm a wandering mendicant, you know, and um, I had been to Thailand and, and seen beautiful monks in the streets. And I like, I can live with that. I can live with that. I bet there's a way up from there, you know, or, or (laughs) so I just like, but I didn't write about that because I felt like it was a little bit volatile if somebody didn't have, I don't know, the things that I'd learned I, I so but now I'm like you know what whatever whatever it takes to get somebody if if hearing about worst playing worst case scenario because that's how you go through you go through you do lose everything you allow yourself to imagine losing everything and and you meet yourself you meet yourself and you find out what in who you really are but so two and a half months it took I was on medica- a really low dose of, of sort of an anxiety, anti-anxiety medication for about a year. It broke my heart. I didn't ever want to be on it. And it really was really hard for me to finally get on it. It didn't really help. Um, it helped just enough. But to give me just a little bit of a of a gap, you know, to get a handle on things... Um, but then, so two and a half months and then somewhere like end of May or June of that year, I went on a trip and I forgot my medication and I realized a week later that I hadn't taken it and I was feeling really good, you know, like any, anything was better than how I'd felt for the, but I was actually feeling really healthy and strong and, um, and I was like, okay. Whew, I think we've made it, and I gave it another year, and I didn't have any anxiety, and my circumstance had not changed on paper, still had the same job, still was in the same boat, but I was different, you know, and then I wrote the book about it, and and now it's been, like I said, I don't even know, eight or nine years, um, something like that, and And I really, truly haven't had anxiety again. There's not, there's times when it starts, you can see it kind of coming down the track when you get a little less mindful and that, um, but I know what to do, right? I never let, I never meet the train. (laughs) I get out of the way, (laughs) you know? Um, And yeah, that's, that. That was, but like I said, once I really solved the equation, I guess, is what it felt like. It it took it, it didn't happen instantly. It took about two and a half months to get a, a grip on it to thoroughly dismantle it, is how I felt like I what it felt like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so you said that nothing really changed for you then as far as your job and everything. So you basically just provide yourself all this fear of stuff that never really happened. Correct.
1: Yeah. 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 It was none of it ever happened.
0: Yes. Right. And it's unfortunate. I know there. I don't wouldn't know the percentage or whatever it is out there, but there's a lot of people that suffer from anxiety and they're just creating it for themselves or somebody I guess, maybe suggested something to them and, you know, they run with it. Right. Um, So I appreciate you sharing that. And how, how do you go about trying to help others with anxiety then?
1: Uh, So really it's a matter of, you know, we begin with a check-in to see what, how are you, you know, where, where are the loops? It doesn't even really matter what they're about, you know, but, and then I begin, so now uh, what I've experienced as I've shared this story over the last few years is so many people, oh, I can't meditate, Andrea, I can't sit still for five minutes, you know, there's a lot of fear in meeting yourself, I, you know, um, and they're like, I, I can't do that, right, or I won't do that, and so I, it sort of became like this uh, mission, not really yeah, for any reason other than my own curiosity too to help find these simple quick practical ways that people can start to um, calm their body down so I started studying acupressure points and reflexology I do energy healing you know and um and I listen very deeply I'm like I don't make bones about it. I'm extremely gifted at, at listening well and understanding how to help people connect dots for themselves Um, and you know it doesn't have to be full-blown anxiety can just be a situation that they're just stressed about oftentimes it's creating physical issues Um, so a lot of it starting to work with the body doing some breathing techniques Um, i developed a breathing technique that um, we're actually just putting a, a video series together a course together um, called root and sacral breathing. because what I've found is because I couldn't breathe up here and, mm-hmm. and breath has always been really hard for me. I, I learned a bunch of different ways to start just keeping the body loose and bringing the breath deeper and deeper down. And so I, will work a lot with that. So it's part, it's part listening it's part looking at the blocks it's not talk therapy it is but there is talking involved we meet you where you are and then we notice where is it showing up in your body where is it how is it showing up in your life we start to ask different questions and and it's really it's it's gentle and i help people i think realize they're going to they're they're going to be okay and it's also this was this is a hard one i think for a lot of people to hear but i think it's really important that we spend a lot of time being very precious with our pain thinking we're very special with our pain and if we can realize that we're not alone that we're not the only one then we can really start to see a way out of it um i don't think it's a very um I don't think people like that response very much sometimes but i'm okay with that for a long time i didn't address it but i think it we're at that point um, that people are ready to hear that Mm
0: -hmm. Um, what do you mean by when you use the word precious
1: um we treat ourselves we treat our problems like like we're we're kind of special and alone and and we're like a precious little princess sometimes, you know, and that we can't be fixed. Everybody else can be fixed. There's no fixing. We just have to meet ourselves with compassion and, yeah. you know, um, and I get it. Like, I was like, oh, because people will put up their hand. No, that won't work for me. Right. It's that same thing. That won't work for me. And that's where you have to start. So when I work with people, it's because they're ready. Yeah. I'm not pushing anything on anyone, but if you're ready to take a step to your, towards yourself and really um, let go of some stuff, so much of it's just letting go, and that's being in that un that groundless space, that uncertain space. It's actually very open and wonderful, but it can induce. We fill in every nook and cranny of our lives with noise, with the distraction, with worries, right? And Because people think that's what life is. And it's actually, there's this whole other side of it. That's like, you ever been to the beach and you just look out, right? You see the big wide open sky and the ocean or the lake. Life can be like that, you know, all the time. Um, and you can enjoy the view
0: (laughs) calm and still yeah Yeah.
1: you know and it can even be like everything can be going on around you and you can still walk through it
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, and have fun like uh, I think there's this false well I don't think it I see it all the time this false idea that yeah and I'm writing about that a little bit in the new book these misconceptions about what it is to live with a calm heart, right? That oh, I'm going to be boring, right? I'm going to, I'm not going to have any fun. Um, and that's not my experience. You know, you can be as silly as you want because you're not worried about what people think you're, you know, you can have, you can have fun in a whole new way because you're not, um, you know, you don't have to get uh, all liquored up to to go dancing you can just mm-hmm. dance you know it because like there's this there's calm is like equanimity being able to meet whatever's happening um with just this this fluidity um which is really it's it can be a lot of fun sometimes it's very still you know mm-hmm. but but it doesn't have to be so,
0: um, so, uh, if there is anything that you would say that somebody can try not yeah, to do, to try not to ever have anxiety, if there is such a thing, is there something that you can think of, uh, you know, not to even have it at all, like just to, does that make sense?
1: Um, so I think it's important to notice there's like layers, right? So there's like full-blown like panic attacks. There's there's anxiousness. Um, there's worry, right? Worry is just an outward sort of giving your your power away to other things. Um. I mean, I would say I live completely anxiety free I won't say it is stress free but the even the stress is most often self-induced because any situation can be met with with some peace right you get it's a rainy day well oh is the rain good or bad we label everything Mm -hmm. we judge it you know well I don't know the rain's kind of fun if you you know but we have these presumptions that oh rain is bad it's gonna mess up my hair my shirt's gonna be wet well so your shirt's wet why is that a bad thing you know um you get a flat tire it it, it's an inconvenience right like you're going to be late to the meeting. Okay, then what? Right? Like, does nobody in the whole world have compassion that you had a flat tire? (laughs) You know, so it's really, really resetting your entire lens. And, um, and it is possible. I think I think a lot of people are starting to experience that uh, more and more, which is great,
0: you know. So. So you see a lot more people coming out, looking for an answer
1: yeah yeah i I really do and um i feel really actually fortunate that like if what i went through i can now like be this far on the other side of it Mm -hmm. um, and help people navigate it but people are starting to let go you know um let go of what doesn't serve them does it serve you to worry about things (laughs) does it actually change anything you know Mm. and it's really shattering the the way we feel we're supposed to look at life well my dad always was worried and mad and you know he had this and this and this going on so i probably should you know, and it's unconscious, it's unconscious, it's subconscious. And that's where the beauty, like something simple, like asking yourself a question in your journal, talking to yourself in the mirror. Why do I feel like, like, just why do I think that's bad? I want to, I want to understand. It. And you keep going with it. Um, One of the, okay, so here's a, here's one of the coolest things for people who haven't, done this before especially if you're just really kind of getting to know yourself in a new way is ask yourself and bring out your inner four-year-old you ever been around like a three-year-old or four-year-old why right (laughs) just keep just keep asking yourself why why is this a bad thing why is why um because this will happen okay why is that a bad thing because right and go like 20 layers deep And by the time you get down there, like, you're going to see something new. You're either, you're going to see this, the seed of where it all came from. You're going to see there's actually nothing there, you know? So that's like, that's a really easy, wonderful practice. Um, It's, I think it's probably one of the handful of things that I, that I have in there too. It's one of the practices I really believe in. Um, yeah. it's also fun if you have a person that you will hold space for you and have them just ask you why, mm. right? And so you, you like set a timer for four minutes, five minutes, and just let them keep asking you.
0: Cool. It's interesting. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. so what's a great way for people to connect with you to uh, learn more about what you're doing and how they how you can help them?
1: Yeah. um, I've got a website. Uh, I post a bit on telegram, but my, my main website, I'm in the process of launching a new one. Um, but the, uh, the original one is called pure light project and it's probably a little out of date <laughs> at this point, <laughs> not too far, but uh-huh. yeah, I don't think I've touched it in a year, but, um, but purelight Um, and they can find out, like, if you go to me, like B-O-O-K-M-E dot name forward slash Andrea Mai, M-A-I, that's my, it's, that's more where you're going to find very specific to who I work with and sort of what services I offer. And, um, you know, there's different ways I break it out, but the it really, you know, there's a quantum healing where it's a little less talk, a little more uh, energy work. There's transformation sessions. I do, you know, I'll meet with somebody once and I'll, but I find most people get a lot of benefit out of, you know, three or four sessions. And if they want to go on, I've worked with people for, you know, two or three years also. Mm -hmm. So I find that I believe that people have enough wisdom to know what's right for them. And I try to honor that, you know, so, uh, you won't be hit with, uh, you know, uh, an arm twisting pitch, but I am there to support you and and we'll figure it out, uh, if you want to continue to do more.
0: So it's great. Awesome. Um, so I have a question. I ask everybody, what, what are three key things you've learned and used along your journey?
1: Uh, lighten up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say, I mean, dance in the living room, every chance you get and uh, enjoy the sunrise.
0: So yeah, some all bring out some kind of joy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And so if there's anything else, is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners?
1: Uh, No, I mean, I just, I'm really glad that I got to meet you. You know, it was, it was um, super cool the way we accidentally connected when we were supposed to connect earlier in the day. (laughs) (laughs)
0: right yeah Yeah,
1: it's kind of crazy you know but and and yeah uh i have a podcast you know i actually have a new one out called the weekly calm and so i'm sharing there uh, excerpts from the upcoming book and and uh really excited to bring that out um it feels like the culmination of years and years and years of of learning mm-hmm. uh, and being able to bring my best my best heart forward I guess I would say it so so be looking for that if you're interested you can you, you'll find you'll find details look for the weekly column that's the the thing I'm actually posting to regularly now we've got three episodes up which isn't much but it's it's actually consistent the other podcast pure light project is a little different focus um and that is um i call it my irregular right i i post only from the heart very specifically when i'm very specifically led or i have great guests on who who we talk about a little bit different subjects so okay
0: awesome cool well thank you for sharing thanks for coming on
1: yeah thank you this is important I love that you're bringing people's different stories and um yeah and I love your inquisitive nature (laughs) it's genuine (laughs) you're a genuine genuine person John I really like
0: it thank you I appreciate it thank you for taking your time listening to life's Checkmark. if you like this show please subscribe rate and review and we'll see you next time